As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. It's time for today's travel and cruise industry news. With the latest from travel and cruises around the world, here's your host, Chili Falls. Good morning. Welcome to the Travel and Cruise Industry News Podcast. For this, the 17th day of August, 2023. Coming to you from Bedford County, Virginia, the Central Virginia area. Got a pretty busy show today, actually. It's been so slow all week. Quite a few news stories today. Quite a couple of, of announcements to make. Uh, a whole bunch of stuff. So, sit back and enjoy the next few minutes. Uh, first of all, tomorrow evening at 6 o'clock, my time, 6 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, I'm going to do a special live uh, show on the upcoming Norwegian Epic hosted cruise for January of 2024, January 28th. We're going to invite everybody from the solo group to join us if they're interested, whether they're interested or not, join us anyway. So we can, you know, go over and talk about what we do on on solo cruises and go through all the specifics of the Epic. I'm looking forward to the Epic. It's, you know, it's the first of like three cruises that I have booked on the Epic. Uh, but anyway, it sails on January 28th from Port Canaveral. So some of you from around the country that have been flying in and sailing out of Miami uh, might want you going to Orlando and might want to do some Disney stuff before you come over to Port Canaveral, either before or after the cruise. And it's a typical seven-day Eastern Caribbean cruise. It goes to Great Stirrup Key, that's the private island in the Bahamas. It goes to San Juan, Puerto Rico. I just did a, uh, a blog post on the accessibility of San Juan. It goes to St. Thomas, and it also goes to Amber Cove. Amber Cove, one of my favorite stops in the Caribbean. Uh, but it's uh, very reasonably priced for solo. The inside cabin's $1,143. 
nuts with two perks. The balcony is 2001. That's with four perks. And those include taxes and port charges. So let's say, for instance, uh, if you're inside and you take, um, rather than taking the dining and the bar, which have the taxes and stuff, it's not just added on in that figure, the 1143, you take the shore excursions and the Wi-Fi, you don't have the extra taxes added on. You can actually get it a little cheaper than 1143. Uh, but most of us take the, the drinks package and the specialty dining, which is what I'll do as well. Although the shore excursions, that works, that's worked out well for me in the past. So I'm not sure which way I'll go on that. And maybe I'll have a balcony this time. Not sure on that one either. I'll have to check. It'd be nice to have all four. And then, of course, if you're on a balcony, you get all four of them. You get the the, the uh, drinks package. You get specialty dining, and that's two meals. You get uh, $50 shore excursion credit. That's per shore excursion. If you can book two uh, shore excursions for a given port, then you get $100 credit. Uh, so that's been very, very favorable. And, of course, if, if you're interested, just call Viva Voyages, which is the Passion for Cruises USA partner. And they are the booking agent and take care of the booking in the U.S. So uh, anyway, going to do a special show tomorrow night at 6 o'clock over all the channels. You're welcome to jump in if you want. I mean, I'm going to do the show and then take off because I am heading to uh, eventually where to, uh, to get here. Uh, that's the uh, a cruise port in Whittier, Alaska. As a matter of fact, the train rolls right up to the port. You get off the train, go right across the street, and then that little white tunnel, and go in the building and get on the boat. So that's going to be pretty cool. Of course, I'll be going in there first on the Nordam, and riding the train, or I don't know if I'm doing a transfer or or the train back down to Anchorage. I'm in Anchorage for three days, and then come back up there to get on this ship, which, of course, is the Sapphire Princess. So I'll be in and out of that, uh, that building several times in the next couple of weeks. So anyway, we got all kinds of stuff uh, coming, folks, that I'll be doing in Alaska. And we'll be sharing stuff with you and doing videos on all sorts of things as we go along. All right, the headlines in today's show, we got to talk about Hurricane Hillary. If it's not a hurricane right now, it will be in the next few minutes. Uh, and a weather update on all those other storms. The main story today, Norwegian's going to return to Baltimore. First time in years. Maui relief from some of the cruise companies. Jubilee's Bolt is coming along. American Eagle sails its inaugural Kennard and Naples Shore Power Fleetwide. Victoria welcomes the 10 millionth guest. Scarlet Lady changes a port call. That and lots more live here at 11 o'clock this morning, folks. Today is National Black Black Cat Appreciation Day. Now, in my lifetime, I, I really became a cat person later in life. 
but once I started with cats, I've never had a black cat. Uh, let's see, that's Brat the Cat is the one back there behind me. Brat the Cat is closest I've had to a black cat. That was pretty much black and white. Um, but I've never had an all black cat. Now, Amanda has had a couple. Uh, her brother has had a couple. My sister has had a one or two over the years. I just never had a black cat before. Now, I had a couple kittens that were black. So, uh, how am I doing this? So Brat the cat's Brat the cat's mother, who squirt, who was gray and white, had a couple solid blacks. Needs to say she fooled around with anybody. Uh, but anyway, haven't had a black cat. But anyway, if you've got a black cat, give her an extra treat today. Treat her nice. Black cats get such a bad rap about, you know, the whole Halloween crap with cats. Cats have nothing to do with that. I love my cats. All right, if you're listening via the podcast, uh, you can always access the podcast via my blog, which is accessadventure.net. Podcast is normally posted 10 to 15 minutes right after the end of the show. Takes me a few minutes to get it processed and up, but then it's usually available. I try to put uh, at least some advertising out on through my Facebook networks that it's posted. Uh, so you can always access it there or wherever you get your podcast from. All the big hitters tune in, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Uh, Stitcher, Pandora, any of them. Just search for travel and cruise industry news and up pops the fat travel guy. Anytime you're listening to the podcast, I want to jump over to the video feed. There's always a link in the description uh, of the podcast so you can do just that. All right. we You know, I had uh, Chrissy was on here a couple of days ago. It's always great to, to, to have Chrissy on. I love Chrissy to death. This is Christy on an airplane with her wheelchair in the plane. That usually doesn't happen, but glad to see it happening. She says, if you, uh, if the airline knows you're coming, you can request it if you're in a, a manual chair. They won't do that with power chair. But that's okay. We're making strides. All right. Before we get to the news news this morning, we need to take a look at the weather. This, of course, is in the Atlantic. And I just realized that it it ate my uh, map of Hawaii. So let me that up again. All right, this is the Atlantic. We've <clears throat> got a little further information on the on the two systems over there in the central Atlantic. Disorganized showers and thunderstorms continue in association with an elongated trough of low pressure centered about 875 miles west-southwest of the Cabo Verde Islands. Environmental conditions appear conducive for gradual development of the system. Uh, it's very possible that a de- 
tropical depression will form in the next several days as it moves west-northwestward at 10 to 15 miles an hour. They're saying now over the next 48 hours, it has a 40% chance over the next 70 days, a 60% chance. <clears throat> then in the eastern Atlantic, a broad area of low pressure partially associated with the tropical wave is producing a large area of disorganized showers and thunderstorms to the southwest of the Cabo Verde Islands. Further development is low. Uh, on this low is possible while it is moving toward the west-northwest or northwest around 10 miles an hour. They're also calling it for 48 hours, 30% chance, but then over the next seven days, a 60% chance. So keep in mind, folks, in the Atlantic Basin, we're in the heart of the season now. And get used to it. This is this is going to be happening now till October. So once the currents start kicking them off of Alaska, I mean Alaska, Africa, we're going to see them for a while. All right. If you go all the way out in the Pacific, south of Hawaii, you've still got Greg turning around, and you've got. Uh, Fernanda still around, but not as bad as they were. And then we get on back closer to some. We now have Hillary, and that's the one we really have to watch. But here's the details on all of them. Uh, Tropical Storm Greg continues to move west. It's about 675 miles south-southeast of Honolulu. 525 miles south of Kona. Maximum sustained winds are 45, presently moving west at 13. Uh, the the uh, central pressure is 1,004 and steady. Greg is expected to become post-tropical remnant low by late tomorrow. All right. Uh, Hillary is forecast to rapidly intensify and become a hurricane anytime. Tropical storm watch is issued for the southern portion of Baja, California. It's around 330 miles south-southwest of Manzanilla, 620 miles south-southeast of Cabo San Lucas. Maximum sustained wind, 70 miles an hour. It's moving west-northwest at 13. Pressure has dropped to 988 already. Look out, folks. This one's coming. A rapid strengthening is forecast. Hillary will become a hurricane very shortly. It could become a major hurricane by tonight. Tropical storm force winds extend out to 275 miles. So this is a big storm as well. Uh, the other storm, while it is down, downgraded to a, a tropical system, probably be gone by the end of the day. So it's going to all boil down to Hillary. Hillary is going to affect land in Mexico on up the coast and Baja, California, at least being very close offshore uh, with the winds and the surf and the rain. That, of course, is also going to affect cruise industry. So if you have any 
um, Mexican Riviera Cruises book from San Diego or Los Angeles uh, or cruises that are going through the Panama Canal and going up, please be advised that there could be changes because of the weather. Hillary looks to be, I've been talking about it for three or four days now. Now we're it's starting to see some teeth. This looks like it could be a pretty major storm. All right, we'll be back with all the news stories after a quick break from one of our network sponsors. All right. The top story this morning has to deal with Norwegian. That would be a picture of Stendi and me having breakfast on the Norwegian sky last summer. I don't know what, what we did out here, Tom. Maybe we threw him off the boat. I don't remember, quite frankly. Uh, but starting November 1st, Norwegian will start round-trip sailings from Baltimore for the fall and winter season. This marks the first time in years that the cruise line will sail from the Mid-Atlantic port. Norwegian Sky will offer 10 and 11 day itineraries to New England and Canada in September. Kicking off the season on September 1st is a 10 night Canada and New England voyage. The 1999 built ship underwent a massive renovation in 2019 following the cruise industry shutdown. Uh, the Norwegian Sun, uh, which is the sister ship, will offer five and 12-day voyages to the Dominican Republic and Bermuda for those who prefer sailing in November and December. <clears throat> I've been on both the Sun and the Sky. They are virtually identical. Uh, the Sun was originally scheduled to sail the Far East uh, voyages after a summer in Alaska. However, due to uncertainty in Asia, the company redeployed the ship closer to home. Port stops in Canada and the United States will include the popular Halifax and Bar Harbor. Still, they will also feature more unusual ports as Shelbourne and Bay Carnot in Canada and Martha, Martha's Vineyard in Massachusetts. How about that one, Katie? Uh, anyway, that's uh, that's happening in Baltimore. So. All right. This, of course, is, uh, that was the port in Lahaina before. And that's the port in Lahaina now. Sad but true. The death toll from the Maui wildfire has now reached 111. And the number of missing is probably still over a thousand, according to Hawaii Governor Josh Green. In light of the devastation in Hawaii last week, two of the cruise lines have stepped up to help the Maui wildfire victims. All in America partnered with other Carnival Corporation brands to pledge 50,000 to Maui relief, while Norwegian Cruise Line also donated 50,000 to local efforts. Uh, earlier in the week, the Port of Lahaina announced an indefinite suspension of cruise operation due to the Maui wildfire that destroyed the facility. 
Norwegian Cruise Line's Pride of America, which docks at Kalui Harbor, not at Lahaina, has changed its itinerary not to burden local resources and to deliver surplus supplies. So, a little help coming from the cruise industry. That's always excellent. All right, the Carnival, uh, Carnival's newest Bolt Ultimate Sea coaster has taken shape atop the Carnival Jubilee. It's over there, still undergoing construction, of course, at Meyerwerfen in Germany. The vessel is currently being constructed. The 800-foot track for the roller coaster is being installed on Deck 19. The process of installation is projected to conclude next month with test runs scheduled for the month of October. Once finalized, the track will support two electric-powered two-passenger cars. Riders will have the ability to control the car's speed, reaching a maximum of 40 miles an hour as they navigate drops, twists, and turns at a remarkable height, 187 feet above the water surface. Bolt stands as a focal point of the exhilarating ultimate playground located a Carnival's trio of exo-class ships. Popularity has been firmly established on the first two, with over 150,000 passengers enjoying the thrill of the roller coaster on board the Mardi Gras and the celebration. You know, if I could get close to it, I might do it, but they don't get the they don't get the handicapped folks up there. Unless it's going to be different on this one, it would be nice. I'd probably try it. I'd be scared, you know, whatless, but I'd try it. All right, American Eagle. I talked about her a couple times. Finally had its inaugural sailing yesterday, as a matter of fact, from Boston, Massachusetts. The vessel marks the beginning of a series of 12 ships from American Cruise Line that they've commissioned for conducting coastal voyages centered around the United States, constructed by Chesapeake Shipbuilding in Salisbury, Maryland. The American Eagle is a four-deck ship. It's got an elevator. It's got a handicapped cabin. And I think they need to have the... Ambassador for Scooter Round and Will Power Chairs come on their ships to let the handicapped community know that you can sail on their ships. Don't you think that's a good idea? Yeah, I do. Just pick up the phone and call me, you know, American. I'll be happy to put you in my schedule. <laughs> American Eagle embarked on her first journey, a seven-day Cape Cotter cruise. Featuring stops at Martha's Vineyard, talking about you again, Katie, uh, Newport in Rhode Island, and New Bedford in Massachusetts. The official christening ceremony is scheduled to take place at the Massachusetts Maritime Academy on August the 16th. All right. I, I really, I'm, I'm kidding somewhat, but I would love to do those ships, to get on them for, for that very purpose. They have handicapped cabins. They have a handicapped cabin. But, okay, so let's get on there so all of our handicapped folks know about it. 
let's do some videos. Let's advertise it. You know, you get a lot of mileage out of, out of me. We'll keep, we'll make sure that handicapped cabin's filled on every one of your sailings, on all your ships. Uh, okay, that's nice All right. Canard has achieved a groundbreaking milestone by equipping its entire fleet with the capability to utilize shore power. Queen Elizabeth has been outfitted with the necessary equipment for shore power connection, resulting in all three Canard vessels, Queen Mary II, Queen Victoria, and Queen Elizabeth, having the capacity to link up to shore power whenever it's available. The upcoming addition to the fleet, the Queen Anne, scheduled to make her debut in May of 24, will have the advanced technology integrated before her inaugural voyage. Congratulations, Kennard. Uh, I'm hoping that everybody gets to that point. And this was kind of a feel-good story. Yesterday, Victoria, the Greater Victoria Harbor Authority, reported welcoming the 10 millionth cruise passenger in the Breakwater District at Ogden Point on Wednesday. Uh, that was yesterday. According to a press release, the passengers arrived on the Queen Elizabeth, which has your power. Congratulations to uh, Victoria and to the boats that were the 10 million uh, passenger. And finally the, today, this from Virgin Voyages. Scarlet Lady will be sailing to an alternate port due to engine maintenance, giving guests a very unique opportunity for the cruise line. Guests booked aboard the next sailing of Virgin Voyages' Scarlet Lady, departing Friday, August 18th from Miami, have been notified of an itinerary change with a port of call alteration. Uh, Virgin Voyages uh, was originally scheduled on the Dominican Day's voyage to call on Puerto Plata in Dominican Republic and Bimini in the Bahamas. According to the email from the company, the uh, port of Puerto Plata is being replaced by Grand Turk and the beautiful island of Turks and Caicos. Actually, that looks like an upgrade to me. Anyway, Scarlet Lady has changed ports of call on the upcoming cruise and no real reasons given for the change. All right, once again, I fuss at the company for not being <clears throat> transparent when they make these announcements. Tell us why. We're not going to think any worse of you if it's something stupid. But don't leave us hanging. You know, we're big boys and girls. We can take the change. Tell us if it's still having some engine problems, tell us. All right. That's it for the news portion today. Let's go see who's fussing to me in the chat room. Mike's with us. Good morning, Mike. Kenneth's we're from up. Kenneth's with us from up in Pennsylvania. Good morning, everybody. We're also getting ready to fly out to Los Angeles our Panama Canal cruise. Man, I hope you missed that damn storm out there, Kenneth. Holy cow, it's coming right up the West Coast. 
I mean, I, you can go around it, of course. By the time you get to the Panama Canal, I mean, you know, the, you, know you, you can go around the storm. It's not going to keep you from getting there. But you're, you might have to deal with some rough water out there. Uh, Nikki's with us. Hi, Nikki. Going on Emerald Princess. Yep. I'll look forward to hearing uh, your reports on the Emerald Princess. Of course, I'll be on Sapphire Princess, her sister ship. Uh, on the 30th, I get on Sapphire. Steve's with us. Good morning, Steve, out in Kentucky. Cindy's here. Uh, by the way, Steve, we got to uh, spend a, quite a bit of time on the phone with Jason out there in Louisville. Uh, we had our big Zoom call with the folks from Scoot Around and the Will Power Chairs. We got a lot of the T's crossed and the I's dotted. Everything set up. And my chair is on its way to uh, ship to me. Uh, so we will be getting the, a C2 willpower chair. And that's the that's the biggie. That's their, their good one. Uh, so I'll have that for future use. Uh, and we're continuing on with, uh, of course, me providing content for these folks on a fairly regular basis. It was uh, it was good to get things uh, things really set up and and going again. Uh, but anyway, well, Jason of course is in Louisville and he's my agent, so I'm not allowed to do anything without him being there so he can sit on me. But actually, it was a it was a fun meeting. I really liked the gal from from Scoot Around. That uh, was the first time I, I met her. My name's Jessica. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was nice. So I'm I'm looking forward. It's gonna be it's gonna be a very fruitful relationship for me for the next couple of years. So uh, anyway, uh, Cindy just asked what ship Kenneth he he said that uh, my first cat was a black cat. Now there you go, Cindy. Uh, I don't dislike black cats. I, I like all cats. Kenneth has a black cat. There you go. Very good. It's a black cat day. So he treats the cats nice today. No fussing at them. Let them have their way. Oh, they do that anyway. Ah, look. Uh, let me know how the port in LA is going out there in March on the NCL Bliss. You know, I've been out of LA four or five times. And it's... I don't have any problems with it, you know? It's like, kind of like Miami. You know, you, just, you have to, it's, that's the things you have to do. It's, it's not any worse or better than anything else. I do like the way that they handle handicapped folks. Up. They do a pretty good job. They, I was very impressed with that. Emily's with us. Hi, Em. Jenna says, we fly into L.A. Sunday, get on the ship Monday, get down to Mexico. Hopefully we can fly into L.A. Yeah, well, I don't think. Um, you know what? I know it's not going to it's not going to get there. I don't think it's going to get to L.A. 
sure it's going to bear away from from LA. But anyway, uh, you might have to go out a little further in the Pacific Ocean, skirting around it when you sail Sunday. That's okay too. Uh, Emily says, happy and safe travels to me. Thank you. Looking forward to seeing your latest Alaskan pics and videos. Well, I'll be doing a lot of it because I keep learning and, you know, I'll keep finding out, finding things to do. You know, I'm all of you know, because you get stuck with seeing them, I'm doing all kinds of stuff with the short things, which is helping build the channel, which hopefully eventually brings people to this program. Uh, which is still the bread and butter, you know. Um, you know, if I if I had the kind of traction all the time with the short videos, and it would be building up tremendous views, uh, then it would maybe start paying some. But on the short videos, I make yeah, next to nothing, which adds to a month of next to nothings. So, you know, I'm still at, you know, $30, $40 a month. That doesn't take me on many cruises, folks. I mean, even if you add in another $40 or $50 a month from the podcast, $80, $90 a month, that doesn't buy many cruises. So, uh, we'll get there one day, though. Kenneth says, Cindy, it's one of the easiest ports to get on a ship. We'll let you know how Monday goes. Steve says, sounds like an exciting venture with Scoot Around. Well, yeah, it is. And it's, you know, I've I've been used, I've used Scoot Around scooters for almost 10 years now. Um, I've just started using a chair some. I have a, a, a lighter weight chair here at home that I'm actually going to be using on these next two cruises, which I like a lot because it's more adaptable to doing excursions. I'm not sure how the heavier, you know, full power chair is going to be. Um, It doesn't fold up. You have to take it apart. I've got to physically see how you know, how easily that is to do. It, it's four steps. And, you know, I shouldn't have any problem with it. So if I can get it off the boat, if I can get it to a cab, then I can take it apart in four pieces and it'll fit inside the trunk of the cab. And I can go someplace on an excursion. Or conversely, on a, a bus, I can take it apart and go in the luggage uh, just like my fold-up does. But we're going to have to see. So I'm, I've got a learning curve when I get the new chair. Uh, so hopefully I'll have it by the time I go on my carnival cruise in November. I'm on the Conquest with our buddy uh, Jason from Pittsburgh. It's supposed to be on that ship. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, but I'll... It's ports that I've been to, ports that I know. So uh, it'll give me a chance to experiment. That'll be cool. That'll be a learning curve for the next uh, next couple months. And we'll see how it goes. 
Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And then, you know, if, if I have to use the fold up chair, then I have to use the fold up chair. We'll make that determination then because it works, works well. So, all right, guys, that's going to wrap me up for today. Again, I will set up a show for tomorrow night at 6 p.m. my time to talk about the new hosted cruise in January on the Norwegian Epic and any other hosted cruises people want to talk about or want to look at or any of the solo uh, cruises uh, that we talk about on the shows like we did yesterday. Uh, be, be, feel free to come on board and chat about that as well. But the primary function of tomorrow night will be the next hosted cruise hosted by me on the Norwegian Epic January 28th out of Fort Canal. All right, guys, that's going to wrap it up for today. As always, stay safe, stay healthy, think about cruising. Hopefully one day soon we'll all get together on the high seas. And all you guys that are traveling this weekend, stay safe and have a great time. Post lots of pictures. I'll steal them and use them no matter where I am. So have a great day, everybody. I'll see everybody back here tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock and then again at 6 o'clock for the Epic Show. Have a great day, everybody. See you tomorrow. I regularly post videos on all facets of the travel and cruise industry. So if you like to keep up with the latest in cruise ships, ports of call, cruises themselves, chilly chats, and travel and cruise industry news, just hit the little subscribe button in the lower right-hand corner, hit the bell notification so you'll be notified when a new video is up or we go live. This video was produced by Chili's Cruises. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply.